Time to make the chimichangas. It's harmless phosphorescence. This is Throw Smiley, and I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late 90s. Who's joining me this week? Hey, I'm Josh Cece, and I'm the sidekick, dead kiddie pool. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm Brian Lesh, and is this mask muffling my voice? I'm Alaric Weber, but just call me Angel of the Morning. <laughs> Angel. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Angel, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Atticus Burkett and Michael Beckwith. You can be a patron too. Just go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got bonus content there. We got Star Wars shows, Simpsons shows, music shows, holiday shows. We do a monthly movie uh, where we do non-superhero movies. Um, we just did our Ernest Saves Christmas episode. Next month, we're gonna be having a movie from 1991. Haven't decided what that is yet, but it's happening. <laughs> Believe you me, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's pretty simple. A buck a month is all it takes to to join in the fun. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. This week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Deadpool. I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. The cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. It's all things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, we'll see about that, Posh Spice. Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Jacked in your stack, especially in the back, brother. I wanna thank your mother for a butt like that. Yo, shotgun, bang. What's up with that thing? I wanna know, how does it hang? You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Cue the music. Breaks like old lady pants in here. Why such a douche this morning? Oh. God, you are hard to look at. You look like the topographical map of Utah. Exactly. I 
am very turned on right now. You are haunting. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. Thank you. Deadpool uh, was released February 12th, 2016 with a running time of 108 minutes, cost $58 million, and it made 782 million bucks. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, what I'm sorry, what uh, month? Uh, February, February 12th, 2016. It was a Valentine's Day movie. And the first couple months into the Trump presidency? No, no, no. Year before. No, this is before it. 2016. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 108 minutes uh, cost 58 million. Took in 782 million. Was a big hit at the box office. I mentioned this because I think it's time we play the box office top 10 game. Here it is. This is the game where I will describe the uh, top 10 movies of the week of February 12th, 2016. Guys are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing. And uh, that's really all there is to it. You guys ready to play? Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, Coming in at number 10 for the week. An American nanny is shocked that her new English family's boy is actually a life-size doll. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't it called just The Boy? It is. It's called The Boy. I had not, I was, I, I think I vaguely remember this. This seems really disturbing. This sounds like um, Lars and I, the Real Girl. Oh, <laughs> but darker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never saw it, but I, I see the thumbnail on Netflix or one of them. It looks, it's a, yeah, it looks like it's a horror movie. After she violates a list of strict rules, disturbing events make her believe the doll is really alive. So maybe kind of a child's playish kind is of. Is this in like the Annabelle verse? Magic. Oh, I don't know. I don't I think don't so, but that's logical that conclusion because it feels like like the conjuring one yeah 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 hmm. yeah i don't know that's interesting i may have to check that out at some point i avoid all doll movies just <laughs> all, as my little little pony tape. barbie everything yeah. Yeah. American it's got girl. doll in the title it's not for me because <laughs> it's probably terrifying whether it's an american girl or a my little pony no. or an annabelle no movie i'm gonna be scared <laughs> Brats, yeah. it doesn't matter. They're all bad. Yeah. Oh, brats are terrifying. Yeah, they are. Uh, at number nine, as his wedding day approaches, Ben heads to Miami with his soon-to-be brother-in-law, James, to bring down a drug dealer who's supplying the dealers of Atlanta with product. <laughs> That's his bachelor party? It would appear so. This stars Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. It's a sequel. It's a comedy are action we, film. Are we there yet? Two? <laughs> it's Mika Mark. RV3? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Ride Along 2. Yeah, Ride Along with Devin Hart, I would have believed it was a doll movie, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's tiny. Right. He's so cute. He's a he short is. Guy. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, number eight. Um... Travis and Gabby. Oh, then. Yeah, good old Travis and Gabby. Well, at least you know that they're white. Is this a sequel? Should we have they been established in the previous adventures of Trav and Gab? Trav and Gab. <laughs> Travis and Gabby 3, Travin again. 
they first meet as neighbors in a small coastal town and wind up in a relationship that is tested by life's most defining events. <laughs> Birth and death. <laughs> right. Um, I, oh, this is a super white bread looking movie. It may be Christian. I can't tell. It's called The Choice. Hmm. It's is this either, movie about abortion? Yeah, I think I it might be. I think it might be a Christian movie about abortion, honestly. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Gab. From the description, yeah. now I can parse right. that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hills like white elephants all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, number seven. A Hollywood fixer in the 1950s works to keep the studio stars oh. in line. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar and all that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, at number six. <laughs> uh, a frontiersman on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s fights for survival <laughs> after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. This is Leo, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah the yeah, Revenant Leo. playing Hugh the Glass. Getting, yep. sc- getting humped by a bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a man's first sexual encounter with a bear. <laughs> with a bear. <laughs> well, I told that story before where Jerry a Wagner and Sweet talked, they convinced me that's what happened. I a mean, I'm still not convinced that that isn't that what happened. Yeah. It's true. Well, it was well, a just... female bear, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> well, it doesn't. I think Josh, I think Josh, I've, say they made I've, love. I've met a number of bears, and I don't <laughs> think any of them are female. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. <laughs> Just like raccoons, those are all guys. Leo's a twink. <laughs> right? Leo's a twink. <laughs> and and he's under all bear. that fur. <laughs> it's the twink and the bear. <laughs> it's a love story for the ages. I can barely feel it. <laughs> uh, number five. Um, <laughs> a desert scavenger must join up with some old heroes to search for a lost uh, warrior. The Force Awakens from its nap. Yep. Star Wars Episode Seven: The mm-hmm. Force Awakens. So much um, promise. Gabby and Travis are on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> At number four. Um, oh, this uh, is this opening? Yeah, opening this week at number four. Derek and Hansel are lured into modeling again in Rome, where they find themselves the target of a sinister conspiracy. Zoolander 2. Yeah, that's, I didn't, uh, it was disappointing. It was very disappointing. Yeah. I saw it and I don't remember it. It's like Anchorman 2. I'm like, I don't remember any of the jokes or bits or anything. Super disappointing. Whereas I can quote the entire Zoolander movie. Oh yeah, the first oh, one. Yeah. Was, yeah. First was, one was brilliant. Was borderline yeah. brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, and and they just like willingly dated themselves. You know, the the opening sequence is Justin Bieber and him. You know, he's being mm. hunted. <laughs> now he's not in the zeitgeist to say the least. Yeah, now he looks like 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 a roofer who like lives with his parents. <laughs> yeah. He's jumping to what vanilla eyes, dude. It's like fucking yeah. him up the houses. <laughs> uh, uh, number three, 
a group of young adults navigate love and relationships in New York City. That could be one of 75,000 movies. <laughs> yeah. Are they all white, too? Is this they in the Friends all, verse? They are absolutely all white. Uh, oh, it's look, it's a group. Let's see. We've got... Um, who is... Uh, we've got Dakota Johnson, Rebel Wilson, Allison Brie, and Leslie Mann. I feel like those are all signature dishes at a New York restaurant. <laughs> those people, I know it's Alex like and something Bree. about moms, right? Like, no, well, that, no, it's called it's called How to Be Single. Oh, <laughs> there's um, a method. <laughs> yeah that that was our that was our that was our uh, Valentine's Day chick flick like opening for the weekend. Period. Because, you know, February twelfth. Chick flick. That's that's your valent. That's the one that the boyfriends are being drugged to. Um, <laughs> no, the straight Somebody's white boyfriends stop are being this madness. Yeah, the straight white boyfriends are being drugged to that one. And, drugged. <laughs> drugged and dragged <laughs> to the movie. Yes, both drugged as well. Um, number two. Uh, who Poe must face two hugely epic but different threats. One supernatural, and the other a little closer to home. Both the Raven? Not Kung that Poe. Which three? one, Al? Yes! Kung Fu Panda 3. Damn. Jack Black's getting those checks. Yeah, he is. Uh, and opening at number one, a wisecracking mercenary gets experimented on and becomes immortal but ugly. <laughs> <laughs> immortal but ugly fine fine yes <laughs> i'm mortal and ugly now so just so so everything so for me everything's the same except i don't die <laughs> except, yeah. Yeah, except <laughs> this grueling process day after day yes. uh yeah deadpool opened at number one uh that is our box office top 10 game which brings us to the character and comic book background Mr. Marvel Weber, tell us what we need to know about where Deadpool came from, what he was up to, and why he did it. Uh, I believe I asked you to call me Angel of the Morning. <laughs> Sorry, Angel of the Morning. Uh, that's okay. I'll let it slide. Uh, Deadpool, real name, Wade Winston Wilson, was created by Fabian Nicienza and Rob Liefeld. First appearing in The New Mutants, number 98, cover dated February of 1991. Initially depicted as a supervillain, the character would later evolve into his more recognizable anti-heroic persona. Deadpool is a disfigured mercenary with superhuman regeneration abilities and physical prowess. Deadpool's original story had him joining the Weapon X program after getting kicked out of Army Special Forces and receiving an artificial healing factor based on that of Wolverines. And his regeneration is superhuman because um, human beings take a little bit longer to regrow an arm. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, regular human regeneration. <laughs> but he's so super for him. Um. Uh, and, and, so he was, am I right? Wasn't he, he was originally created as a parody of a DC character? Well, so the, either the artist or the, the writer, I can't remember which one it was, um, 
were heavily influenced by Spider-Man and Wolverine. Um, but he was also a big fan of uh, Teen Titans. And he came up with this character. He liked, he also liked the Avengers and he likes uh, how Captain America had a shield and, you know, they, some of them had you know, like proper weapons. So he wanted to create a character with weapons. Um, and he, did I mention Teen Titans? He was a big fan of mm-hmm. Teen Titans. Okay. So he creates this character and shows it to his, uh, his partner in writing. And, um, he says that's Slade Wilson from Teen Titans, um, which is Deathstroke. Yes. Yeah, the the Terminator. Um, so as as an inside joke, they um, named him Wade Wilson. Uh, yeah. After, instead of Slade Wilson, but they decided to. He wasn't. I don't think he was directly a parody. Um, but there was just so much influence that when he when he created this character, it was just there. Gotcha. Um, the mercenary type character. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, I know that they're the the design, the original design of Deadpool, it looks a little bit like the '80s design of Deathstroke too. Oh yeah, yeah. Light yeah field, giant builders, tiny feet. Yeah. Oh yeah, I never liked Rob Liefeld's art. Uh, let's see. Early on, uh, Deadpool had a, a recurring role in X-Force, made guest appearances in Avengers, Daredevil, and Heroes for Hire, and had a couple self-titled miniseries. He was also an Alpha Flight, I'm pretty sure, during this period oh, of time. Wow. Prob- probably. Yeah. Um, he is um, supposed to be, or thought to be, Canadian. Um, Deadpool was given his own ongoing title in 1997. The series firmly established his supporting cast, including prisoner slash den mother Blind Al and best friend Weasel. The this series became an action comedy parody of current anti-hero comics, which were in popularity, and introduced the fourth wall breaking gimmick. The Deadpool title is currently in volume five an ongoing publication begun in January of 2016. And I mean, that's, isn't, that's really Deadpool's biggest power is his ability to break the fourth wall and to understand the rules of being a comic book character. Well, and, and immortality being, (laughs) yeah, being doomed to never be able to die. There have been a lot of comics written about that, the whole idea too. Yeah, um, I mean, did anyone have any? Uh, I didn't write it down anymore about Deadpool. Did anybody have any like favorite Deadpool moments or well, important things? Were the two what were the two evil people, the bald guy and the chick? Were they? I have more on them. Characters? I just wanted. To oh, be, you do. I said. Yes. Yeah. I, no, I, I just uh, there's a couple of cool one-off books that they've that they've made in the past like two or three years they made a really great art of war um that ends in the most self-referencing fourth wall break i've ever seen in a comic book um also there's a current run i think that may have just wrapped up that's red red and white um that's only in red and white it's Mm. a really weird comic um but yeah they they, they're able to Oh, well, I guess maybe it is red, white, and black. 
but yeah, they're, they, they play so many jokes off of their only being that simple color palette. Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot with, with Deadpool that is not about his character because you can do um, so much with the fourth wall breaks as an element. They've done it for, that they've done it for a few characters, but I think the first one was Deadpool, but Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Oh, that was the big, big one. That was like his yeah. famous run. Yeah. Deadpool kills yeah. Marvel universe. Um, um, there was a squirrel girl beats up the Marvel universe. Um, mm-hmm. But the Deadpool kills the Marvel universe was fantastic. That was like yeah. one of my favorite Deadpool things. Yeah. He even mm-hmm. ends up going through the fourth wall and killing the um, writers. Yep. <laughs> at Marvel Studio at Marvel Comics. Daffy Duck Chuck Jones. Yeah, that's the end, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah, that's how it all wraps up. Um there's a really famous run of Deadpool and Cable, uh, yeah. which we'll get to in the sequel. But uh yeah. that is a really interesting mind bendy fourth wall breaking using that as an element to to tie into itself. It Deadpool gets so meta and self referential it gets to be confusing. Um which they just leverage into more jokes. Right. There, there, there was, there was a uh, brief. Uh, I, I cannot I remember what run it was from. It might have been Deadpool kills Marvel universe. I don't think so. Where um, he murdered Beast and wore his head as a hat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like like a like a like a bear like head kind of hat like an old like like traitor like a um, glass. David Crockett. Like Beast. Yeah, yeah, but it was Beast's head. Just thinking of other Deadpool comic book runs that are worth worth reading. Um, there's one of Deadpool versus Thanos because they are vying for the hand of death. Um, because in the uh-huh. comics, Thanos That's is collecting Thanos. the infinity stones for yeah. uh, to win death's heart or whatever. Um, right. but but yeah, he curses Deadpool from from being able to die. So Deadpool is trying to die so he can be with Death, who he loves, whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting run that, that, again, examines a lot of the weirdness of being immortal. There was a fun episode of Ultimate Spider-Man uh, with Deadpool um, where he was a former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, in Ultimate Spider-Man, they're, they're all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, uh, including Spider-Man. Um and uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man, the character breaks the fourth wall a lot, and um, has you see his like uh, mind thoughts, like what he's fantasizing. <laughs> Those are the about. best thoughts. <laughs> the weird, yeah. the weird yellow lettering that you'd see in the comics. Um, yeah. Oh no, no, no! Like it just they'll they'll flash to whatever's going on in his head. The, whatever Spider-Man's making up in the Deadpool episode, Deadpool would like interrupt <laughs> in his, his fantasy world. He would pop in and Spider-Man kept, how, how are you doing that? How are, are you in my head? It's like, maybe you're in my head. <laughs> um, just a fun interplay between those two characters and their extra layers oh. of breaking walls. Well, and and Deadpool is the biggest fan of both Captain America and Spider-Man out of all well, was, the characters in the comics. I was going to say, I, I don't know if people are aware, but there's a whole genre of fan fiction um, based around Wade and Peter Parker being lovers. 
Yep. <laughs> I yep. I mean, sure. <laughs> Artwork. Oh yeah, I don't like, care. I don't there care. Is, <laughs> there's a lot. There yeah, is quite a, a bit of it. it more I than most. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just commenting on what a large. Yeah. Category. There's a large. There's a lot. Sure. Of, yes. Um, make Peter anybody Parker, gay. Make anybody <laughs> purple. Yeah, make so. anybody. Doesn't matter. <laughs> make them purple. Who cares? Uh, uh, so. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Al, we've got a couple other characters. We do. Yeah. Um, so. The other comic book characters include um, Vanessa, uh, the girlfriend uh, in comics, also known as Copycat. Hmm. Um, I didn't delve into her because her copycat persona is not explored in this film. Nope. But uh, Francis Fanny Freeman, a.k.a. Ajax, was an enforcer at a hospice for failed super soldiers of the Weapon X program. Um, Francis's boss had his nerve endings removed, resulting in a high tolerance to pain. He also had an enhanced strength and intuitive capacity and was given super speed and agility via subdermal implants. Hmm. But, uh, severing your nerve endings, it would affect your tactile motions, right? Wouldn't it? Make I, your hands harder to use that, that that's that tracks with right. science with medical <laughs> science as we know it doctor finally i'll get my <laughs> um we have angel dust uh she was a member of the chicago morlocks an underground society of outcast <laughs> mutants <laughs> the chicago morlocks i think they're gonna go all the way this year yeah. is that a mutant basketball they're, team i was gonna say i thought they're gonna win the stanley <laughs> cup yeah <laughs> An underground mutant basketball team. Oh, that's right, because the Morlocks <laughs> live underground and yes, uh, oh, you're the, the time machine. Of the Earth. That's right. Or, yeah, time machine. The time machine. H U O. Yeah. Um, adrenaline would give Angel bursts of super strength. <laughs> Is that why she's named after PCP? <laughs> oh, maybe Angel Dust. Yeah. <laughs> Is um, that what you want us to call you, Angel of the Morning, Al? Because of your PCP. mad love for PCP. <laughs> Just picking up cars and fucking raging. Uh, hey, PCP stands for people caring for people. <laughs> That's why I'm picking this car up. We have uh, Colossus, a.k.a. Pyotr Nikolaevich Rasputin. X-Men member who can transform his body into metallic form. We've seen him and possibly talked about him before. We did, but and uh, it was X2 or 3, I can't remember. I think it was 2. Yeah, when he was um, hiding in the young children. This is his largest role to date. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of call for metal dudes in Hollywood. Yeah, although he was really great in, in Beauty, and the, or Beauty and the Bride, too. Um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, a.k.a. Philly Femister. Um, Her name first is Philly? Ellie. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, I heard Philly, cool dude. Mm -hmm. Ellie Femister. Uh, first appearing in the new, in new X-Men number 115 in August of 2001. 
Her primary powers included telepathy and precognition. Wait, what? She can't blow things up? Not in the comics. The word Megaton is in her name? Then what is the point of, like, Teenage Warhead? Like, uh, seems a bit of a It's just like a punk rock riot girl name, was what I That's always awesome. interpreted yeah. it as. Yeah. She named, it's what happens when a teenager names themselves. I was going to say, I guess it's better than Professor X. <laughs> Similar powers. Um, is it a Professor Badass or something? So, let's see. Um, Didn't she look weird? Doesn't she look like... She did She did not really look uh, like this. Um, no, she looked very different. Had longer hair, very pale. Uh, kind of... And she was like a goth girl. Oh, okay. I thought that she was like... Like otherworldly. Well, but, what, but what goth girl isn't? Yeah, right. That's true. Um, yeah, they, I don't know the character at all. So they listed some other abilities on Wikipedia: um, telepathy and precognition being the primary ones. Maybe she evolved um, to get superhuman strength, speed, durability, and reflexes. Reality warping, matter manipulation. Nucleokinesis and telekinesis. Uh, I don't What's know nucleo? if nuclear um, kinesis, kinetic uh, movement, telekinesis. You can move things with your mind. That I right. know. What but she can like about? create nuclear explosions with her mind, or like I'm not. Happened? I'm not sure. It's, uh, it doesn't really delve into that in Got that it. spot. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I don't know if the science checks out on that. Yeah, sounds um, like she's okay. an ambrosia salad of powers. It's a lot of yeah. She uh, she showcased most of her new abilities during the Deadpool and the Mercs for Money Volume Two series, apparently. Um, At the Mercenary Expo. <laughs> so, at any rate, uh, then we have Weasel, as we mentioned, uh, Deadpool's best friend, information broker, and arms dealer. And also previously mentioned Blind Al, who is uh, somehow connected to British intelligence, a former hmm. target of pre-Deadpool mercenary Wade Wilson, who for, unre- who for reasons unclear um, was allowed to live. Uh, Wade let her live after killing everybody else um, in their, wherever they were in Africa, all those Brits, and let her flee. After becoming Deadpool and going insane, Wade would find and capture Al, beginning a bizarre relationship where she would become his prisoner, friend, and mother figure. Uh, I got a text from uh, Zarina. Remember uh, Zarina? Yeah. Um, she's telling me that uh, nucleokinesis literally... Hang on. Stupid phone. Uh, nucleokinesis, literally the movements of the nucleus may or may not be coupled with cellular, cellular motility. We depict the structure of the nucleus, discuss how the chromatin is organized within the nucleus, highlight nuclear substructure and describe the molecules that anchor it to the cytoskeleton. It looks like she sent me a um, thesis synopsis. Wait, did she write a thesis on nucleokinesis? Um, no, I don't I don't think she did. Um, 
Someone's gonna for your job, Al. Somebody uh, did. Uh, I think she just uh, jumped on. Uh, it looks wait, like she the computer Nucleo jumped on the internet. A real, a real thing? Google. She googled it. Uh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. The movement of a nucleus. Yeah. How do you spell yeah. Google? <laughs> um, did you ask a fake butler to take you to Old Division? <laughs> Zarina, if you're watching now, you can uh, send comments to the whole crew via the YouTube feed. It'll show up on screen. It will. Yeah. We'll bing them <laughs> like we'll Spider Man. Uh, so, all right. Is, uh, is that everybody, Al? Yeah, that's it. All right. Huzzah. Have you been watching The Great by any chance? The what? The Great. Mm -mm. No. No, it's a it's a Hulu show. It's pretty funny. It's good. You should watch. It's about Catherine the Great. Um, Oh. They say they say huzzah a lot. Uh, So, anyways, that brings us to the production uh, portion of the film itself. Um, So, the original. this entered production originally. Um, Artisan bought the rights to Deadpool in May 2000, along with several other uh, uh, comic characters. Um, while filming Blade Trinity, Ryan Reynolds found out that uh, Deadpool was described as, in the comics as Ryan Reynolds crossed with the Sharpe, and he decided he wanted to be Deadpool at that point. This is in 2004. So he got together with David S. Goyer <laughs> and uh, they started developing the uh, uh, script. Um, they weren't able to get it off the ground, though, um, because by that point it had reverted to 20th Century Fox and there were rights issues. But uh, in uh, throughout, it, it stayed, Reynolds kept expressing interest and working with Fox uh, throughout the late 2000s. Then in 2009, they cast him as Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine, a movie which we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, after that, they started developing Deadpool um, a little more seriously. Well, I mean, as, and they, they would have had no way of knowing, but it was smart that it didn't happen until later because, you know, now he has a fan base that you know is almost religious he has a lot yeah Deadpool has a lot of fans whereas in 2000 <clears throat> tiny little chroma people would have gone to the yeah office. he was much less well known at that point yeah exactly uh so um so yeah basically they put this uh they started developing a script um director uh tim miller started working with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was involved in the script throughout this, even though he does not have a writing credit. But um, Tim Miller created that. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's it's basically the a big chunk of the bridge scene, but it's all CGI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over bananas. Quick yeah. Stefani. Yes, yeah. This, this shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S instead of shoop. Um, he, uh, so he made a... Uh, Tim Miller came from a uh, a FX background, so he was mm-hmm. uh, familiar with a lot of uh, CGI. And so, um, at a point when Fox was unclear, well, well, wasn't too bullish on making this, he created that and presented it to them as a proof of concept kind of thing. 
Right. They were still unimpressed, so he leaked it onto the internet, and it blew up. I don't think he leaked it onto the internet. Somebody. I think that somebody from Edward Snowden. Yeah. But I don't think Tim Miller was. Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds, I don't think either of them were. I think the leaker faced jail time. I think he faced jail time because it was like a breach of contract. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember Ryan Reynolds when the movie was first officially announced, thanking the guy and wishing him well in jail. Yeah, wow. because you can do an interpretation, but you can't, you know what I mean? You, you can't say this is him in this universe. Right. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. people have made Batman fan films and, of course, like oh, Indiana. Yeah. You can do that yeah. shit, but they weren't well, doing think, that. They were saying this is Deadpool, the character. So, yeah, legal. Yeah. Well, and I think part of the, I think that, you know, that that clip that he created belonged to 20th Century yeah. Fox. Yeah, it was, it was the IP about, yeah. issue. Yeah, right. It wasn't yeah. a variation. It was that property. Yeah. Well, and it's well, yeah. it's wild to I, I wish we I wish we had that to watch. I mean, there's not much to watch besides what happened in the movie, but it is almost exactly the backbone of this entire film. Yeah, absolutely. Like shot absolutely. for shot. It is well, yeah. The the scene which takes over half the film, really, like without the the flashbacks. Yeah. Um. So, uh, director Tim Miller, as I said, he uh, got to start as a VFX artist. Um. This was his first film that he directed. Um, he was uh, brought on, he was friends um, with uh, 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 Ryan Reynolds, which is kind of how he his name got in as director for this. Um, since then, he's gone on to uh, do Terminator Dark Fate, <laughs> which, uh, you know, <laughs> was a movie indeed. Um, has there been a good Terminator movie after T2? Like, really? I haven't. Yeah, I don't think there has, but. I mean, there's been some that sucked less than others, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and he's been an executive producer on both the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. And that's about it. He's done some TV stuff, but, um, (laughs) um, he did his VFX stuff goes way back. Um, he was a VFX worker on um since the 90s some of the big ones he did was uh on thor the dark world he was actually a second unit director uh he did some some uh, second unit stuff with girl in the dragon tattoo scott pilgrim versus the world so um he was kind of kind of uh getting his bona fides as second unit stuff there uh this was written by rhett reese and paul wernick um go i mean there's a lot of ryan reynolds ghost writing and ad living in this film a lot, um, kind of almost like a uh, you know, like a um, uh, like Seth Rogen, like a uh, Paul Feige, like um, those kind of films where they just riff a lot. Yeah, there was the a lot Apatow-verse. of that. verse. Yeah. Apatow, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that going on. Um, but uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick do get the writing credits. Rhett Reese um, also wrote Clifford's really big movie and Cruel Intentions three. <laughs> I got a gig writing for a dog. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, additionally, he wrote Zombieland, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Deadpool 2, um, Zombieland Double t- uh, Tap. Um, he's apparently writing a new Clue movie. There's a Clue, a new Clue movie. Yeah. All right. I don't yeah. know. The it's interesting, was, the the similarities between this and Zombieland. Yeah, you can see it out. for yeah, sure. Totally. That art, 
R-rated action comedy. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Zombieland was well written. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Zombieland was great. Full of surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Paul Wernick um, is a is a uh, is his his uh, partner. They write together, so he has much of the same uh, uh, credits as him. Um, except he also has a uh, a uh, writing credit on 2017's Life. With a, is that the, uh, oh, no, that's not. No, I was thinking uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's so was 90, I. It's not. 93 or whatever. Yeah, it looks was like that. Was that based actually. on the board game? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, this movie stars Ryan Reynolds. We have talked about Ryan Reynolds previously in the uh, several films, um, including <laughs> Blade Trinity and um, Wolverine Origins. We didn't do uh, R.I.P.D., right? Oh, we yeah. didn't do what? R.I.P.D., Green Lantern. No. Oh, my Green God. Lantern, that's right. I knew there was something worse than R.I.P.D. Yeah, Green Lantern. Um, starring as Vanessa Marina Baccarin. Um, She's probably best known as Inara Sarah from Firefly. Um, mm. She's, uh, uh, let's see, since then, a lot. That was, let's see, she, she was in Roger Dodger. Um, let's see. Ooh, she was in a Stargate sequel. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the V reboot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look at that. Um, the V boot. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She was in an episode of Always Sunny. Wow. I don't even remember that. Um, she's been, she does a huh. lot of uh, guest starring on TV shows, it looks like. Not a lot of feature film work. I'm surprised <laughs> after this she didn't get more. This was pretty... Hi, hi. Uh, she's done. Uh, sorry. Uh, I thought you were searching it. Uh, no, uh, stuttering. Um, she's done twenty-four episodes of The Flash as the voice of Gideon, um, a futuristic computer. I didn't realize uh, that. Um, that that was her. That's hmm. interesting. Uh, she was in. Uh, she's been in Gotham. Oh or, yeah. Oh. Uh, as well as a series of unfortunate events. Um, we've she got, was uh, she was Jim Gordon's love interest for many yeah. seasons. Oh, she, yeah, okay. she was Brody's wife in Homeland for many years. So wife and girlfriend, brunette lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we've got well in Gotham. She was also like she was like the. Uh, psychologist uh, or yeah. psychiatrist something she was a strong character uh, no yeah she was a psychiatrist you're right yes uh so all right we've got uh ed screen as ajax slash francis uh he was other than this is probably best known as playing dario naharis from game of thrones um he uh ooh, <laughs> he released a three-track ep um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, looks like he's a rapper. Interesting. Oh, yay. Hey, what was his uh, name in Game of Thrones? It was Dario. Dario. Dario Naharis. Um, Life is unfair. He was for a while until he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, he went on. Uh, he took over Jason Statham's role as the transporter 
in 2015. <laughs> that, that seems like a mistake on his behalf. Like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, well, no, it makes it sound like just a transfer, like UPS or FedEx. <laughs> somebody yeah, if, if, somebody is, if he's cutting bait, it's time for you to not jump in. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like when Jeremy Renner tried to become the new uh, Bourne. Yeah, like it was like yeah. what it was. He like, I, I'm not Jason Bourne. I'm I'm Freddie Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Alphonse. Yeah, uh, but uh, Ed Screen was also in Alita Battle Angel, <laughs> and yeah, he's the bad guy in that. He is he is the same character in that movie as he is in this movie. I have a feeling he's the same character in a lot of movies. Uh, he was in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, where he played Bora. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he's he plays menacing bald guy characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, T.J. Miller played Weasel. Um, who boy? So T.J. Yeah. Miller, probably best known as uh, Ehrlich Bachman in Silicon Valley. Um, yeah, he's he was Silicon Valley. He, Just a bunch Silicone, of Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he uh, he got canceled at some point. Um, he had a very public mental health crisis yeah. that resulted in him being canceled. It's been interesting yeah. watching his career because some yeah. people do like a what's his name uh, Kramer, who very publicly mm-hmm. got himself oh, canceled right, for being Michael racist. Did. Yeah, they, they were kind of similarly compared, but looking back at T.J. Miller, it's pretty clear that he had a mental health crisis. Yeah, it was on a plane or something. When yeah, it started, I believe, or a well, train. And, and and my understanding is that like um the because he got written out of Silicon Valley around like the third or fourth season somewhere in there, and my understanding was that was it wasn't just really because of the getting canceled, but like that all um was part and parcel with the fact that he had a pretty intense substance abuse issue yeah. problems at that point and was yeah, missing yeah. a lot of filming or showing up and like passing out in the corner. Yeah. Becoming impossible to work with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never exactly. cared for him, but he did a good job in this actually. Yeah. He did. Like, liked um, his jokes. His, his first big role was in Cloverfield. I don't know if you guys remember him. Oh, in oh yeah. One of, one of the main guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was, uh, get him to the, and get him to the Greek. He was in Yogi Bear, the, the live action Yogi Bear movie. Um, ugh. uh, our idiot brother, Rock of Ages, um, Transformers, couple Transformers movie. It looks like, oh God, he was the main voice in the emoji movie. Cool. He was in ready player one. He was in Deadpool two. Um, yeah, he continued working strangely. It's a lot of voiceover work though. Yeah. He still does stand up and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. He's a com, kind of a complex character as far as like with the uh, canceling and everything. Yeah. He's um, not as clear cut as like a Louis C.K. stand up. Exactly. Movie. Especially, especially, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Gina Carano, speaking of canceling, <laughs> yeah. Angel Dust. Um, um, best- was she canceled? Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Did, did, She's uh, in the Mandalorian, or was was oh. on the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and was equating exactly. mask mandates with the Holocaust? With yes. the Holocaust. And now she, now she's gainfully employed by Ben Shapiro. 
Yeah, yeah. She's going to be making movies for the Daily Wire for the rest of her life. Jesus, and I did nobody not know else. that. About they'll make another Die Hard starring Gina Carano. Um, she started off as a mixed martial artist and then went into acting. Um, she was in Fast and Furious 6, Heist, um, and of course, you know, The Mandalorian was uh, as a Cara, Cara Dune was her. And she was genius. awesome. She was great. Yeah. She yeah. was good. Why'd yeah. she shoot she, herself in the foot? What an idiot. Because of her so, beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's more important than my beliefs? <laughs> Studio contracts. With right. Big Disney checks. money, period. Yeah. I'll keep yeah. my opinion to myself. Millions of dollars? I can shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you want me to say? Uh, uh, let's see. We got um, Brianna Hildebrand as Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> Uh, she was Aurora and Lucifer. Um, Which is the coolest name ever. Yes. Yeah. It really is. I wish she could blow stuff up. <laughs> yeah. um, Christmas so, wish. Okay. <laughs> what else was she in? Next Christmas. Um, let's see. <laughs> this was her first big movie. She was in a few smaller kind of indie stuff, indie things before this. Afterwards, <laughs> she was in Tragedy Girls, Deadpool 2, of course. Um, She's done some TV. Like I said, she was in Lucifer. She's a main cast member on Lucifer at this point. Um, she was in something called Trinkets. There was a TV show called Trinkets. There was an Exorcist TV show? Hmm. <laughs> Apparently there was an Exorcist TV show and she was in it. They're like, this one's going to take a while. We're yeah. not as good as the priest who nailed it in two hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it's like an incredible Hulk thing, but the exorcists go from from Washington townhouse to Washington townhouse. You wouldn't like me when I'm haunted. It's a different priest every week. <laughs> the priest of the week. I like to think they only. Father do, darling. I like to think they only do Washington D.C. Uh, townhouses, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Kapichik as. Um, as a, the voice of Colossus, uh, let's see. Um, in addition to being Colossus, uh, he was in a bunch of uh, Russian things, which I can't pronounce. And he also oh, did. He's actually Russian. He is actually oh, Russian, yeah. Um, and he was also, let's see, he did some time on the show Numbers 24, a bunch of guest things. I imagine he was playing villains a lot. Um, God, so many Russian movies. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Serbian. I'm sorry, Serbian. Hmm. Okay. He is, hmm. he is a Serbian actor. So is he uh, a large uh, dude? Eh, not. A, I mean, it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fair enough. It doesn't tell me how tall he is. He doesn't look especially large or menacing, though. Um, <laughs> Leslie Uggams is Blind Al. Um, uh, Leslie Uggams is a. Uh, uh, um, she's been around for a while. She did a lot of Broadway. Um, she's won some Tonys. Um, she's been in Empire, um, a regular cast member in Empire. She has did a, was known as a singer for many, many years. Hmm. Um, from the since the uh, 1950s, she was a a singer. 50s and 60s, she did a lot of like Motown style stuff. Um, then went into acting. So um, she was in Roots in 77. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, she performed with Ella Fitzgerald. Um, wow. Yeah, she's she's a <laughs> and now Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes, she had. Oh wow, she had her own show, the Leslie Uggams <laughs> Variety Show, in 1969. Um, in 69. 69. Wow, yeah. an African American woman had a variety show in 1969. It was the second show to ever be hosted by an African-American person after Nat King Cole. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. She was in, yeah, let's see. She was, she did uh, guest shots on the Muppet show, Hollywood squares, the love boat, Magnum PI. Um, she, Oh, she yeah. was on all, she was on all my children for a long time. It looks like. Um, yeah. yeah. So she has a long and storied career. Um, well, she was great in this. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Uh, so, um, that about rounds out our, uh, our, uh, production here. Uh, this movie has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and, uh, I think that kind of brings us to the film itself. Guys, you ready to jump into, uh, Deadpool? Ah, shit. I forgot my ammo bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that reminds me. So interesting enough, they um, they got their budget cut a couple times. Um, I don't. Let's see what what it, it ended up being. What fifty eight million? It was originally supposed to be seventy eight million. They got it cut by twenty, and one of the things they had to cut was the uh, the big ending sequence, which is why he forgot the ammo bag. They didn't have enough money to have him have that many guns. Yep. Far out. Yeah, at least it was a running for- joke. The initial script has a huge gun battle with rockets and explosives and a whole bunch of crazy shit that happens. If you read the original script, it's probably for the best that it didn't happen that way. Yeah, this this keeps it smaller and more personal. It works. It works really well. I think this actually worked in its favor. And then yeah. Ryan Reynolds. And it, gets to and it was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds gets to make a lot of jokes about not having enough money for the movie. And yeah, it works yeah. out. So, all right, guys, if you're ready, here we go. This is Deadpool. We open with a slow-mo credit style sequence. It's not really credits because they don't actually mention anyone's names. Um, uh, a moody teen. Yes, a moody teen. Um, yeah, exactly. A uh, evil British guy. Yeah, CGI character. CGI character. Yeah. Gratuitous cameo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all slow motion stuff in the middle of the bridge battle. Um, yep, bridge showdown. Yep. You can always and, with, uh, with Angel of the Morning playing. With Angel yeah. of the Morning playing. Exactly. Uh, it was kind of beautiful. Um, they in the slow motion we saw Ryan Reynolds, sexiest man alive. Yes. Someone had that magazine laying around. Yeah. The Green um, Lantern card. The, the trading card. Yeah. 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 Those fun yeah, little little things they dropped in there. Easter eggs, I suppose yep. you would call them. They front loaded this movie with Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's a good way to yeah. put it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we cut to earlier. Deadpool's in a cab. We meet uh, Dopender, the cabbie. Um, he's having love trouble. We see that Deadpool's disfigured under his mask. 
Uh, we cut to Francis, the bad guy. He's selling weapons to another generic bad guy. Francis is a mutant. He's mean. He's evil and British. Uh, <laughs> and strong. Back, what's that? Yeah, and strong. And yeah. strong. And strong. Um, I like how the um, the cabbie uh, calls him Mister Pool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, back in the cab, Deadpool realizes he forgot his ammo bag. He has twelve bullets. He gets out. Uh, we he does the shoop shoop scene on the bridge where he talks to the camera. Uh, he jumps down and starts fighting bad guys. Um, we get a effort. Yes. Near the end, we freeze and flash back. Deadpool narrating. Uh, we cut classic to... joke though, uh, as his head is sticking out the tumbling SUV. Uh, did I leave the stove on? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Classic. Uh, we cut several years before. Uh, he's a normal mercenary. <laughs> um, he scares a pizza delivery guy who was a dick to his girlfriend. Um, he goes to see uh, to Sister Margaret. It's his favorite mercenary bar where he finds jobs. We meet Weasel the bartender. Uh, find out that Wade's a special forces dude. Well, and Sister yeah. Margaret's from the comics, which is kind of yeah. neat. That's like an actual place where the mercenaries go and get jobs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I uh, love how he started a bar fight with a blowjob. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Send this well, over. And it's a great setup for the Deadpool name. Because yeah. They, yeah. they keep a running bet of who will die. In the Deadpool, mm -hmm. like the yeah, movie Deadpool, yeah. like the movie Deadpool, which was the Clint Eastwood movie, yeah, yeah. And instead, of, Harry yeah, Cree. and they use that device a couple of times. You know what I mean? They go back to it where the bad mm -hmm. guys are trying to figure out Weasel's lying. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they look up at the brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, using it as a plot point. Yeah, right. and, and in the comics, I don't think this is uh, explained. I don't remember them ever explaining where Deadpool got his name, unless it was the Dirty Harry movie. Weren't isn't yeah. there a scene with he and T.J. Miller, and they're like, yeah, but in the comics, oh, yeah, in the comics. but it, yeah. in the comic book origin, I don't remember where his name came from, or if they explicitly stated it. Yeah. Anyways, but you're right uh, that they got the name from that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and and in the movie, it was this concept, like who's going to mm. die next? Yeah, right. Uh, so I uh, let's see. He's approached by a hooker. They bond over their shared sense of humor. It's Vanessa. We get a montage of them falling in love and having interesting sex. Oh, man. Brownie mix, ball gags, and clown porn. Yes. That's my favorite line between the two of them. Who would do such a thing? Hopefully you. <laughs> um, history's, perhaps history's sexiest and naughtiest montage. Yes. Oh man, to Calendar Girl every day of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was a, girl. it was a nice, fast way to do that. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes the flashback of the courting is just too long and boring. This was just the right amount. It's funny. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, they're both so goddamn good looking. Um, the the Lent joke was uh, just dropped me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What is it again? What do you oh, well, they're having all this crazy sex, and then suddenly, like, she brings him tea or something, and they sit, they're just sitting in chairs, like, happy, oh. happy Lent. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. International Women's Day, where she is pegging oh, him. Yeah. They, yeah, the uh, the cut. Nope, to nope, 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 nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mentioned the um, you know, the fan fiction, but wasn't he kind of fluid? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I, th- I thought. I, I, I always pre- will be. Yeah, I'm Good. pretty sure he's he's fairly pansexual in the comics, as far as like canonically yeah. speaking. Yeah. That's always what I thought. Uh, Wikipedia tells me that that was uh, that he was confirmed as being pansexual in December of 2013. Hmm. That's, that's when he came. All right. <laughs> uh, community. Uh, He's all, don't uh, use my dead name. <laughs> just uh, I was rising, community. Now just go be a happy pansexual imp while we take care of business. <laughs> um, the co-creator Fabian Nicienza stated, Deadpool is whatever sexual inclination his brain tells him he is in that moment. And then the moment passes. Mm. Yeah. He's whatever you want him to be. Sexy or people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. They, uh, they decide they're going to get married. <laughs> then Wade Wilson immediately collapses. And we discover he has late stage cancer. Uh, we cut back to the fight on the bridge. I, I just want to say this is one of my favorite fourth wall breaks before he has the ability to break the fourth wall. And now back to our regularly scheduled program as he hits mm-hmm. the ground. It's so well-timed to end this, like, we're like, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. This nonstop sex montage that ends with them getting engaged. Yeah. yeah. Just re- re-watching this, it still, like, has the, the impact of, like, oh, wow, yeah, happiness over. Movie, mm-hmm. you know, tragedy mm-hmm. begins. Yeah, right. exactly. Um so yeah, he's uh, killed all the goons. He's kicking Francis's ass. He's about to kill Francis when he gets stopped by Colossus. We cut back to the past again. Uh, he's leaving to uh, he uh, leaves Vanessa to save her from having to watch him die of cancer. Uh, he goes I, to. Sorry, I really love the line where he says shit goes sideways in the most colossal way. Mm. Yeah, so he's, and then he's flying sideways, mm-hmm. having been thrown by Colossus. Yeah. yeah, well, not the most colossal way, and it cuts to the origins Deadpool figurine. Yes, <laughs> right, and uh, and him explaining his love for Wham. Wham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was the album where they earned the exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> where they earned it. <laughs> Which is uh, the is grammar rodeo. What's what's the movie Love Actually? Not Love Actually. What's the one with the boombox over Say his head? Anything. Say anything. Say anything. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, and foreshadowing, he vows to surprise her with careless whisper in the next life. Yep. Mm. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, he heads to Sister Margaret's where he's approached by a recruiter for something <laughs> for a scientific experiment hydra i guess kind of um he's offered to have his cancer cured in exchange for working for them he initially refuses but then rethinks things and agrees we cut back to the bridge fight colossus and negasonic teenage warhead are trying to take deadpool into custody francis escapes they cuff deadpool but he cuts his hand off and escapes himself i i loved the interaction here as with Deadpool and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, 
he he does this. I'm a teenage girl, and so what's it gonna be? An insult or silence? Yeah, <laughs> you, you got, got me in a box. A box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Are you yeah. there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the aloofness of a young goth chick. Yeah. Totally. Oh God. Yeah. Um, cut back to him in the uh, science in the uh, facility where the recruiter took him. He's introduced to Francis, aka Ajax, and Angel Dust, Ajax's <laughs> sidekick. He, oh, uh, sorry. Um, another great line after he gets shackled and told that he's going to be taken to the professor. He's like McAvoy or Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a great. These timelines line. are so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, um, so PCP Angel Dust. And then Ajax. So two things you can snort. I but know shouldn't. I but know from up in smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you do a rail of Ajax. Oh. Ew. Do you remember that? And the chick like yes. does this horse impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you'd probably uh, die if you snort. Oh yes. Ajax. Yeah. I'm I pretty sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Tommy Chong being bored and freaking out, so he cuts the Ajax in the lodge just to see what it'll look like. Oh my god! I Where have you been it. all my life? <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, let's see. He's infected with a serum um, that's supposed to bring out a uh, an X, <laughs> a hidden uh, talent. Yeah, <laughs> tap dancing. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's tortured and induced uh, to induce stress and trigger any mutation he may have. Uh, there's no success um, for quite a while. Uh, Wade discovers Ajax's real name is Francis. He mocks him for it, and Ajax leads him in a hyperbaric chamber uh, that leaves him on the verge of suffocation all weekend long. So this <laughs> this establishes that Deadpool is not a mutant but rather a mutate, um, which is a distinction he makes oftentimes in the comics. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think this is our first mute mutate that we see in the X-Men kind of X-Men universe, wherever this exists has, in that yeah. world. Because, because, well, you know, I mean, Logan's still a mutant. No well, matter what the X-Men program uh, did. The, the, the Maximovs. Oh. The Senator what in the first her? X-Men movie. Waterman. Yeah, yeah, I think he, his oh, was induced right. as well. Yeah, that's what they were putting on the Statue of Liberty, which what, yeah. we've talked about that movie device, like on yeah. top of a <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, them and the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man had the same plan. Interesting. Uh, yeah. just gonna... I think there was another one recently too. Well, I mean, the Maximovs in Age of Ultron oh, are Fantastic kind of... Four. Oh, Fantastic Four! They there. have a sky beam. Yeah. Oh, the sky beam, God. <laughs> Sky, yeah, I'm glad there was no sky beam in this. Um, so, all right, this triggers his mutation. It cures his cancer, but it also leaves him horribly disfigured. Wade manages to start the lab on fire. He fights Francis. Francis uh, does beat him and leaves him to die in the flames. However, due he, to his new healing abilities, he survives. He fights Francis fully nude with this man's dick just flapping around. I have never <laughs> been so satisfied by male nudity in a film. Than mm-hmm. this moment. Well, there are a few yeah. things more terrifying than an naked man, <laughs> <laughs> especially one running. 
coming at you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you have in mind, but count me out. Yeah, yeah. I, I just this guy's running. I should probably run too. Rewatching this, this is such a choice because they could have put him in like X Men, X Force style briefs. You know, yeah, like yeah. athletic underwear. They're like, no, dude, this man is butt ass naked, fighting through fire. Well, they're like, we've got the R. We're just going for it. Yeah, yeah. Might as well double down on it. Yeah. Um, So uh, he pulls himself together, stalks Vanessa for a little bit, uh, discovers she's working as a stripper. Uh, He doesn't approach her, though, as he's sure she'll be disgusted by his disfigurement. He goes and talks to Weasel. He decides to find Francis to cure his appearance. Um, He's going to wear a mask and hunt Francis down. They come up with the Deadpool name. Um, then we get a montage. So that's like a Phantom of the Opera type vibe, you know? Yeah. Can't can't face his love because he's disfigured now. Yeah. I I think this is a a major complaint of a lot of people about this movie, but I, from the comic book character, this makes sense, at least as an origin. Like he is a sensitive, complex human being. He is not just loud and gregarious. But he brushes everything else off. But yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. He he seems to not take anything seriously, and then is deeply emotional. I appreciated that way of yeah. showing that. No, and absolutely, and I, I this definitely I I had no problem with this. I yeah. I mean, I can no. see how someone could criticize that narrative choice, but I think personally it works. It's it's the this whole thing could have been avoided with just one conversation, you know, finger in the in the plot kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I I. I'll accept it. Well, so, uh, I mean, I can accept it because it's not like they're avoiding that. It's not like it's a simple conversation. He made a specific choice. Um, the character made a choice which resulted in unintended consequences, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. You know, uh, people make then, choices that both... aren't always. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um... shit. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I was just going to say, people make choices all the time that aren't like the smartest choice. Like, there's no reason that this is an issue. Right. Yeah. And and it, it plays on its own point, which is, again, satisfying. But he didn't want her to see him dying of cancer. Now he's immortal, and he doesn't want her to see him disfigured. You know? Yeah. That, that's good writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thoreau, we almost glossed over our cameo from Stan Lee. You've been. No, we haven't. In, we haven't got okay. there yet. Okay, I was gonna say. I was like, because you've been in that position. I have. Yes. Yeah. I want to no, hear we'll what that's there. like. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. That's its own. That's its own podcast, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. Um. So, all right. Uh. We, let's see. We get a montage of him beating up low-level criminals. He's got himself a uh, Peppy Sylvia board. Um, he's trying to work he his way up to Francis. An explainer song. Yeah. Yes, yep. we get the explainer Deadpool song. Uh, Finally, in the middle of the movie, and not just at the end in credits. credits. Yeah. And it yep. is so bad that it is right. Good. <laughs> it is yeah. yeah. That it's Captain Deadpool. <laughs> no, just Deadpool. <laughs> um, it's at this point. Sexy makes- motherfucker. <laughs> no, there is a whole lot going Toby on in McGuire. this song. There's a <laughs> lot, yes. I gotta um, get caught up on my uh uh movie music uh project. Oh yeah, the playlist. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I can get these. You're gonna have to go back and rewatch fashion. 
all of these movies out. I don't have to rewatch them. Ben there are records out there. I will ask Jeeves <laughs> what is it for you? <laughs> what songs are in all these movies? Jeeves, will you go to Alta Vista and ask Bing to Google something for me? <laughs> Uh, so, all right, he makes friends with uh, Blind Al at this point. Um, eventually, he finds. I miss cocaine. <laughs> well, and, and, oh, that's a, that's a little bit later, but she it's she tells him how to get blood out of clothes. Yeah, um, the blood out of the clothes thing is club soda and lemon. Yeah, What's for it? a blind or, for a blind person to be intimately aware stain. how to get yeah. a stain out it was a funny like yeah. touch. Totally. Um, eventually, he finds the recruiter who leads him to Francis, and that brings us to the present. Um, after the bridge fight, he goes home. Um, he's roommates with Blind Al now. Uh, he has to wait for his hand to grow back. <laughs> uh, little baby hand. Yeah. Like Chris Me- Elliott. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Francis heads back to his evil guy hideout and vows to kill Wade. Um, in the bar, he goes searching for leads and discovers a picture of Wade and Vanessa, um, sees the Deadpool. Weasel calls Wade, and they go to Vanessa's strip club to protect her from Francis. And here's where we get the Stan Lee cameo. Um, he's, the, he's the DJ. There's no murder in the champagne room. <laughs> well, you have to pay extra. <laughs> Give it up for chastity. <laughs> Which is the best stripper name ever. Ever. Yep. Yes. I think this may be my favorite Stanley cameo out of all of them because it is just so over the top. It really is. And gratuitous. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a creep. And we all he know is. it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We love him for it. Regardless. I think my favorite stripper name is Mulvar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was this somewhere in Eastern Europe? No, when my sister was pregnant and talking about baby names, my uncle and I were really pushing for Mulvar, the merciless. <laughs> <laughs> but Ella Jean's cute too. Uh, Cobra Ann. Um, yeah. Yes, I love that. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's a strip club DJ. Uh, um <laughs> You worked in the stripper mines. We, yeah, we've done. I did. It. Yeah, I did. We've. If you want to hear, I there's quite a few Patreon episodes where I think I talk about it. I don't know if I do it much on here. Um, but uh, uh, there was a there was a, there was a stripper named Isis. I remember from when oh. I was doing that, and I sometimes after Isis came up in the Middle East, was wondering if she changed her name. I mean, <laughs> I happened. think I remember her seeing her. I, I mean, there, as a patron at the boat, Archer changed I mean, their spy organization's name from Isis to something yeah. else in response yeah. to real life Isis. Well, it's, and it's the name of one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs, and so that's oh, why yeah. I, I remember the stripper because I was like, "Oh, I mean, that's what they—that's what the terrorist organization named themselves after." They're obviously big Bob Dylan fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, we, <laughs> we were almost—we were almost Sweet Marie, but <laughs> <laughs> this will strike fear in the hearts of the Americans. Like yeah. everybody must get stoned. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Brian. That was the reaction I wanted. <laughs> um, all right. So, <laughs> sorry, it took me that long. <laughs> it took a minute. Way Homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, all right. Uh, Wade's too late. Um, by the time he gets to the strip club, uh, Francis has kidnapped Vanessa. He texts Wade with the directions to find Well, <laughs> she wasn't kidnapped before he arrived. She was kidnapped while he was there. Yeah. Yeah. In the bathroom. Trying to psych yeah. himself up. Yeah, because he walks behind her and they have the, like, magnetic movie moment where they almost catch each other, like Sleepless in Seattle, where they're just like, almost make eye contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, Wade arms up. He heads out. Um, they're on a helicarrier. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like an MCU reference before they were in the MCU. He has so many guns under the floorboard of his house. He has the cocaine that he mentions to Blind Al. Yeah. yeah, you know, under the floorboards, there's cocaine and what does he say? Like a pound the of cocaine. Cure the cure for blindness. The cure for blindness. Yeah, cocaine and the cure for blindness. Yeah. Uh, he takes every single gun from the house, including her little daily carry pistol that she has in her sweatpants. Right. Her tiny forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> that she is um, pointing somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was a. A full minute of collecting guns. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of gun collecting. Which um, really builds up for that punchline. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 He doesn't exactly. have them ready to go. He has to scavenge them throughout the house. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, so, uh, and uh, I, I just love the, you know, I I need guns. Which ones? I need all the guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys. uh my fifth grade class, uh, the last day of class uh, this semester, I assigned them all the homework. <laughs> oh no! I, all the homeworks. I I had when I don't assign them assign them homework, I write no homework. Um, and but then like that last day, I was like all the homework, and <laughs> they panicked until they they're like, "What does this mean?" Said, it means no homework. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. Al. Have a good, have a good break, you mad scientist. But I made them write it down in their planners to tell their <laughs> their parents. So, and I told them to um, show this to their parents and tell them then tell them that they forgot their homework book at school. It's <laughs> the joke that keeps you're, on giving, man. You're an agent yeah. of chaos. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun last day. Let me see it. Let me double check. There's some kids sitting at home this Christmas break, like crying because of that. Just like, I swear it was. It was the joke. It was the joke. So, all right. Um, Let's see. Ajax puts Vanessa in a a hyperbaric chamber to suffocate her. Uh, Wade goes to the Professor X school, gets Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I love the joke. It's like funny how it's only the two of you here in such a big house. It's like almost like the studio couldn't afford any more X Men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they take the same cab with Dopender to the helicarrier. Uh, there's the whole bit with his uh, his cousin in the trunk. Band who? Band who? Uh, yes. 
Oh, that's um, right. I forgot the like. I didn't tell him to do any of this. Kill him. <laughs> um, Colossus and oh, so they get the helicarrier. We find out he forgot his guns. Yeah, I did not even pick up on the fact that it was a helicarrier until I watched it for the fourth time in my life last night. Mm. It's like, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's in dry dock. It's a damaged helicarrier from possibly Age of Ultron question mark right or like captain america um winter soldier when they crash mm-hmm. like yeah it, it is a different design the the there are vertical like jet engines instead of it being turbines mm-hmm. but still a quin or not a quinjet a helicarrier yeah so yeah <laughs> it's very uh, that works well considering deadpool's now in the mcu even though we're assuming this is, you know, he's going to come from a different multiverse or something for Deadpool 3. Oh, yeah. Well, this was such a conscious choice, too. I don't want to linger too long on the helicarrier just existing, but mm-hmm. there is no shield. There is no Hydra in the X-Men universe. Those are primarily Avengers-verse things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they chose to put that in there to confound us even more. Yeah. You know, because yeah, comic book I- fans are trying to connect all these loose threads together yeah yeah exactly i have a feeling it was just a big troll on their part yeah well Um, and and we get a recurring deadpool character showing up here in the fight hydra bob who is not called hydra bob he is just bob which adds another layer to that like what is happening in this universe yeah exactly exactly um so colossus and negasonic teenage uh, Warhead fight Angel Dust while Deadpool fights his way up the helicarrier to Ajax. Um, it's just a lot of fighting for a while. Uh, during the battle, Negasonic accidentally destroys the stabilizers on the helicarrier, causing it to like tip. Um, Deadpool he, he gets wrote out He wrote out Francis because he kept saying, what's my name? He wrote out Francis in dead soldier bodies um, yes he did presumably bob is not dead but i believe he was part of the, the spelling out uh, but they even he even dotted i think the he eye. knocked him unconscious <laughs> yeah oh he yeah did with, knock him with, a head. with a head <laughs> with a severed yeah. head it's all in capital letters but he dotted the eye like i do when i'm writing out in capital letters i <laughs> people hate it <laughs> um so all right um Deadpool gets Vanessa out of the hyperbaric chamber, chamber protects her from the collapsing ship. Uh, Colossus carries Negasonic and Angel Dust to safety. Does he protect her from the collapsing ship, or does he just throw her off the edge of this like two hundred foot drop ladder? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's really what he, <laughs> he does. Hopes for but, the best. Yeah. You're not going to like yeah. this. Get back in here. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how this uh, so- goes. Yeah, she'd be like a can of tuna inside that thing, just like shredded bits of human being afterwards. <laughs> yeah, she would. Um, Ajax and Deadpool uh, fight at the end. Deadpool kicks his ass. Ajax reveals to Deadpool there is no cure for his appearance. He was just fucking with him. Um, uh, Colossus shows up and is given a big speech to Deadpool about being a hero to convince him not to shoot Francis. But Deadpool just shoots him in the middle of the speech. Oh, um, 
we get a brief moment of visual hallucinations on screen from Wade when he gets stabbed in the head with the knife. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the needle drop um, in slow motion too. I this is one of my favorite. Like oh, we are getting a fourth wall break from his perspective, from his first person insanity um, with the little cute animals as they're dying. The, the also uni- the unicorn, the the little heart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just a creative, a creative choice. I thought that if they hadn't done it, it wouldn't have been as crazy. Um, yeah, would have been very straightforward. Like, oh, music yeah, slowed down. definitely. Um, <laughs> there was a we had the uh, X going to give it to you scene, which was you know, oh um, man, which was great. Did you guys know that DMX did a root version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? It came up on I. On, uh, yesterday, because we were just playing Playlist. random Christmas music, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there's no different. There's no rapping. He's just doing Rudolph like the entire song. <laughs> I'm into like, it. Yeah, like in his DMX style. It was amazing. Anyways, um, so uh, let's see. Um, yeah, he kills Ajax Francis. Um, I, I loved how that in that made Colossus throw up. Yeah. <laughs> He blows his brains out, and I, I imagine Colossus has not seen such graphic death before. Right, he's always saving people. He's not yeah. seeing people die like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he tells Colossus he'll try to be more heroic <laughs> next time. I'll keep an eye out for the other four times. The other four yeah. moments. Yeah. 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 Uh, he and Vanessa get reunited. She's angry at him for leaving. Uh, she's more understanding after learning of his appearance. He pulls the mask off and he has like the, the Hugh Jackman face. The People magazine stapled to his face. Stapled. Yes. yes stapled <laughs> to his face. And it's been under there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah, whole I, fight. Uh, I love the idea of him fighting with that underneath his mask. How uncomfortable that must have been. Yeah. Oh, so how hard to see. No peripheral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's this. Is this one of the first ones where they animate the uh, mask? Oh, like yeah. Like they do Spidey now. I I can't think of one previous to this where they animated the mask that we've seen. Uh, Green Lantern. Oh yeah. Well, I think in the just... Raimi ones, they could, the white could get bigger and smaller, but that was it. I don't. Did I, they? I don't think they I did. did. I don't remember them don't remember changing in, in scale. I feel like the I didn't see that on Spidey until the MCU Spidey, but I can't hmm. say for certain. Well, and yeah, they explained um, it in Universe with Spider-Man Two, where the aperture size helps him focus, whereas Deadpool mm-hmm. is just ah. Uh, He's very animated. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, It was very well done. Oh, it's incredible. It was. Definitely. This would Um, not have worked as well without his eyeballs emoting. Like, I don't think it would have worked at all if if he just looked like Deadpool. Right. Yeah. They needed the mask to move to, yeah. Like when Ajax escapes and his eyes get real wide, there's so much going on with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I have to assume that the, them being white is all just CGI and it was just holes for him to see. Oh, yeah. I don't think the shot. black is even there on most of the shots mm. when he is like 
oh yeah and they just cgi probably like the full patch over yeah. It, yeah that makes sense yeah um so they kiss credits roll and we get an after credit scene it's a ferris bueller parody and he teases deadpool 2. oh he right after the while they're kissing he makes good on his promise of careless whisper yes <laughs> yeah careless whisper plays this out and uh yeah that was it. I mean, it was good. It, yeah. it felt. It, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, in the after credit scene, he mentioned that uh, they're gonna have cable in the sequel, and they yes. might cast Kira Knightley. Yeah, <laughs> she can do. She can do anything. Well, and Kira Knightley was Domino in an unrelated hmm. movie about bounty hunters. So I thought that was funny because uh, Domino made it into the sequel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any unanswered questions. It was a really like straightforward, like simple, like, like just like solid on the ground mm -hmm. superhero movie. Yeah, I, I, I really wonder, liked it. I wonder what this movie would have been like had it been more linear without mm. the flashbacks and the storytelling yeah. voiceover elements, the, the Tarantino Pulp Fiction feel. Yeah, it I definitely had. Yeah, I don't know if I, it would have worked as well. Like, yeah, I don't think it would have. I think it would have been too straightforward. You know, we would have had a fight on a bridge, and a fight at the end, and that would have been the movie. Right, and to have the yeah. like love montage, and then boom, right back to the action kind of thing. Yeah, like no, it. this worked really. This is one of the the few occasions where like the whole flashback thing worked so so well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it would have worked half as well if it had just been a straightforward beginning to end kind of story. Um, yeah, super satisfying, fun, just, yeah, it was what it was. Um, it's the perfect uh, outlet for Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds-ness. Um, I find myself in other movies becoming him becoming a bit tedious now and then, oh, yeah. depending on what yeah. it is, but uh, it's perfect for Deadpool. He's too much intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, is th this isn't our first rated R movie. That's for sure. Because no. Toxies are all full of nudity yeah. and violence and blood. But they were never rated by the MP. That's they true. weren't. We, yeah. we have had, we, we had Blade. Blade was R, I think. Oh, okay. Blade. That makes sense. There's been a couple, a few, not a ton, but a few. This is definitely uh, our highest grossing R movie. And absolutely. still, I'm pretty sure the highest grossing rated R comic book movie ever made. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Um, probably the best art. The only the only movie I've seen that comes close to this, and it's like how hard of an R it is that's as good. Besides the sequel, yeah. um, would be um, the, the Suicide Squad. Oh um, yeah. yeah, the James Gunn one. That right. that that was a lot of kind of Deadpooly feel to it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. It was great. I don't know. I don't have a ton more to say about this. It was good. It was funny. It did what it was yeah. supposed to. Same here. Um, how how far back in real time was Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, um, two let's years. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a similar like brilliant use of music. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and the fun factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the the fact that they aren't afraid of violence, 
You know, they're they're showcasing it because it is part of the character, like with Rocket, where Rocket right. is incredibly violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also got a at at a couple points I got a like a Dark Man vibe. Uh, oh. Specifically when he was stalking uh, Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And definitely. couldn't bring him to it because he's hideous. Yeah. We did get a it's Liam Neeson reference. Okay. Oh, we did. Yeah, he, at some mused, point. he mused upon the Taken trilogy. Oh, that's right. Point, he's yeah. just bad parenting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, all right. he has a particular set of skills, and parenting isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> particular <laughs> leaves a lot of things out. There's a lot of things he's not skilled at as well. And the fourth one is just about a parking spot. Yeah, he can parallel park really well. No, it's taken. He has to keep laughing. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, guys, you want to go ahead and just rank Deadpool? Oh, man. Yeah. What do we got in the top 20? All right. So here is our rankings. Um, let's see. Let's make this as, well, as big as we can. Um, let's see. So the first thing that I saw coming up on this that made me say, hey, I could definitely put it higher than that was Kick-Ass, because it reminded me a little of Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. but I thought this was way better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it's definitely better than the first Thor, I thought. Yes. Th- then at number 16, we get to Superman, and that's where I start wondering. So mm-hmm. um, above Superman, we've got Dark Knight Rises, Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Days of Future Past, and I'm thinking... I don't know how much I can put it above a lot of these. Well, it was maybe as good as Ant-Man or possibly better, yeah. you know, with witty repartee compared to other. MCU. I can see that. Yeah, I can right. see that. Um, it's definitely OK. Above Ant-Man, we have Days of Future Past and above Days of Future Past, we have Spider-Man. And I feel like that's kind of a hard stop personally. Yeah, because Days of Future Past, <clears throat> at least so far, is the best X-Men movie. And I think it's better than this. What's yeah. right under Days of Under Future? Days of Future Past is Ant-Man. you got Days of Future Past there and Ant-Man there. So uh, Brian, in the Brian middle? And, okay, so saying in between those, Brian, Brian and Al, what are your guys' feelings about this area, this movie, these things we do? I have extreme views on Deadpool. I think I personally think that this is one of the best comic book adaptations still that's been made. Mm, they took the character is. and ran with it um, in ways that, like Ant Man, there are some changes. Spider Man, there are some significant changes. Batman, there are some changes. This, all of the changes, benefited the character immensely. Yeah. Uh, not to mention Ryan Reynolds is more Deadpool than fucking in, in my mind Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man doesn't make this, it a better movie than Iron Man but he is the best casting that I have not seen cast the only other casting I can think of that is as good as this is maybe um, Patrick Stewart's Professor X like that yeah. is just at so spot on there is no single human being I could think of that would do this better or even nearly as well 
No, I definitely agree. As an adaptation from the source material, this is probably one of the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I forgot to mention it back when, but it, um, one of the scenes in the bar, Rob Liefeld is at the bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get a freaking Liefeld uh, cameo. I forgot. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. Al, what are your thoughts? Ooh. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So Josh is um, is suppositioning in between um, Days of Future Past and Ant-Man. Brian. Which I'm comfortable yeah, Brian, with that. Definitely. Okay. Like, I could be comfortable with that. Brian is positing <laughs> I, higher. I think yes. this is better than Batman Begins. That's how crazy I am. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think Batman Begins we put too high. Personally, it's way, it's way too high. <laughs> like it's Spider-Man Two. I love. Yeah, yeah. I think Batman Begins probably should be down, like five or six lower at least. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah it should be below Spider-Man probably. Oh no, that's number two. Yeah, right. um, but uh, I I'm. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's looking at these, I have to say probably it is better than some of them. I just, yeah, I don't know. So Al doesn't know. I, I mean, I, okay, I, I'll, I, I will, it's, I will it's as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bargain with Josh. Right. How yeah. about number nine above the first Avenger? Yeah. Okay. Because Spider Man 2 is an incredible superhero movie. It is. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the best ever. Um, All right, Al, I'm cool with that. Bro, okay, okay. Josh, okay. Can, yeah. Okay. Let's do yeah. it. We'll we'll put Deadpool at number nine. Let's not let Deadpool beat Spider Man. At least one Spider Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we got Spider Man two at number eight. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so perfect. we've got that, and we've we've got three more Spider-Man movies coming. Right, out. and apparently, apparently, the best live-action Spider-Man movie just came out. Right, and that's gonna, yeah, it's gonna so, yeah. top ten. Anyway, that's that's de yeah, it's it's definitely given Spider-Man two a run for its money and best. I absolutely. Yeah. Um. So all right, that is our ranking so it goes at number nine in between uh spidey 2 and uh captain america the first avenger which means it's time for us to move on to next week's episode next week we are going to be watching leaving the marvel universe for batman a the oh, superman dawn of justice Martha v. Martha. Yeah. Uh, Martha, movie. Martha, my dear. Um, yeah, that is next week <laughs> on Arbor's Phosphorescence. I cannot imagine a more different film than Deadpool as far as tone goes. <laughs> yeah. They, oh. they, Deadpool 2 directly comments on this movie being as dark as it is. Oh my God. This, this is the movie that made me decide I just don't like DC anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see. I haven't seen it since the theater. We'll see how it how I feel about it's it on a second good. watch. I've only seen it once. 
And that was enough for me. So uh, that is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, this has been your host, Rose Smiley, and I'm never going to dance again the way I danced with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gratuitous Cameo, Josh CC. Sorry about bleeding in all your garbage. I'm Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber, and I need to seriously ease up on the bedazzling. <laughs> seriously. Uh, seriously. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.